0: so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Well, Nate, welcome to Publishing Secrets. It's such a pleasure to be able to have this time to spend with you. You've already been such a blessing to our Christian Authors Network community, and I know that this time that we spend together will be no different. So thank you for making time to be here with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I want to make sure that our listening audience, um, in case you haven't had a chance to check out Nate's webinar or talk with him one-on-one, he is truly a blessing. Uh, Nate Hambrick is a publishing strategist for selfpublishing.com, where he creates blueprints for authors to write, publish, and market their books effectively. He's also the author of Crush Your Kryptonite, which was a number one bestseller, get this, For 135 days consecutively. So clearly Nate has figured out some things, what works and what doesn't. And so in this conversation, what we're going to do is break some of those things down so that you can take steps as you listen to this interview that help move your God mission given mission forward. But before we do that, Nate, I, I gotta get a little background because I've gotten little snippets here and there about your journey, the life that you have been leading, how you've been impacting people across the globe. But I, I want to start with this question. How do you see yourself partnering with God to change the world through the work that you do?
1: Yeah, great question. And uh I think the first thought that I'd want to share there is I love furthering God's kingdom in the business world. Um For those of you who don't know me, I was a missionary to Honduras for eight years, and I've also been a church planner here in the United States um, a couple of times. And even though that's amazing and I love doing what I would call traditional ministry, my favorite way to minister to people is in the business world because it's unexpected. And I think for a lot of people that don't know God or, you know, are a little adverse to the whole religious thing. If you share the gospel or you talk to them about your relationship with Jesus and they ask you, so what do you do, Nate? And you say, oh, I'm a missionary. It's kind of like it it loses value to them. (laughs) And so what I love about being in business, right? I'm an author. I help, you know, thousands of other authors do what they do. I help people scale to six figures, seven figures, and even above that. If I share my faith, or I just you know casually throw in there what Jesus is doing in my life, I think it it lands a lot more consistently because Jesus is not my job, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is my mission, right? Christ yeah. is my calling, but because I have a, a business vocation, um, because people see the way that I you know the way that I move their businesses forward, the way that I treat clients, the excellence that God has gifted me with, whenever I share Christ, it it lands very differently than if I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy sharing the gospel all the time. And there's definitely a place for that, right? Uh, like I said, then a missionary will probably be a missionary again, uh, but that's the way that God is currently using me um, in the here and now.
0: Wow. I love that. And I'm so glad that you broke that down for our listening audience, because I think sometimes we can be either told raised this way to believe that traditional ministry is the only path to impact people um or we can have that internal battle like can i operate a profitable business and still be a blessing to other people and it sounds like you have been able to reconcile that in your own mind find that balance um so i'm sure that we'll we'll talk about that today as well you know as we've worked with our community um, sometimes there's there's a little bit of tension, a little bit of uncertainty around how to do that. And I think the work that you're doing with selfpublishing.com can help get people started along that path with some guidance and some structure from someone who actually recognizes the importance of um your faith and making an impact to bring glory to God. So so thank you for sharing that. So listen, this is going to be amazing uh, listening audience. Nate is going to spend some time with the community um, talking about how to write and publish a faith-based book that impacts thousands. Now, I know that many of you listening to me, that is your goal. I've heard it from you loud and clear in our Facebook community that you want to make a difference and you want to be able to lead with your faith. Sometimes the challenging part though is being able to really get your message out there. So I love this title, we have the ability through the work that we do to literally impact thousands of people. Now Nate, before we talk a little bit more about the the actual webinar and how it's going to impact our listening audience, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about why it's important to start with a goal of impacting people. Before you start to write, I, I've had some experience with uh, some of our community, and sometimes we can get really, really passionate about what we want to share. Uh, we get that divine download of this this message that's burning within us. But why is it so important to kind of start with the people that we want to impact?
1: Yeah, great question. I, I I really think that's the first thing you have to ask yourself. Like, you have to ask yourself, why would a stranger want to read my book, right? Because most of the faith-based authors or faith-based future authors that are going to write a book with us, they have amazing content. They have amazing testimonies. They have a ton of great things that they could share. But the reality is, is that unless you know it's your mother, or your cousin, or one of your friends, literally nobody's going to buy your book because it's a good book. That's not why we buy books, right? Mm-hmm. Amazon currently has 33 million book titles, I'm going to make an educated guess and say about 1.5 of those are faith-based in some form or fashion. So there's 1.5 million faith-based books out there, give or take. Most of those books I will not read, right? Even if they are absolutely incredible, because I'm not going to read a book just because it's good. I'm going to read a book because I have a problem. I have a challenge. I have what we call in marketing a bleeding neck, right? There's something going on in my life that's not as good as it could be that would lead me to read somebody's. Book, right? So Mm -hmm. by starting with the problem that you're solving or the reason somebody would read your book even if the content by and large is the same, the way that you frame up that content is going to be completely different. Remember, you're not writing this book in a vacuum for yourself, right? You're writing this book for thousands of people, hopefully millions of people, if if that's the, the mission and the vision that God's called you to. And so you have to start realizing that this book is going to be read by somebody you'll never meet, potentially in countries you'll never go to. And when you think about it that way, then you can actually create a desirable product that's helpful. And that's really where it starts. Now there's tons of things that you need to think through past that, but that's like, you know, I want to call it the, one of the core building blocks at the very beginning. Um, if you don't get that right, you're not going to be able to help very many people.
0: Mm. Now you brought up a word as you were talking about that, Nate, that I know that there's some very mixed feelings, mostly painful feelings <laughs> around. And that word is marketing. Sure. Now, so you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, and I want to make sure I reiterate this for our listening audience, that it's not enough to write a good book. It's not enough to have a mission and a message. You have to consider the marketing piece of it if you want to impact people. Did I get that right?
1: 100%. And what most people fail to realize is the amount of marketing that you'll need. I think a lot of people think, man, if I could get my book out to 5,000 people or 10,000 people or 100,000 people, that would be amazing. But what you have to understand is that not everybody is going to be the you know, your book is not going to be a perfect fit for everybody. And so you need to think much bigger than that. When I first launched Crusher Kryptonite, I wasn't funneling 10,000 people at a time to my book or 100,000. I was funneling millions. So every day, my goal was to get about 30 to 35,000 people on my book page a day. So in any given month, you know, it'd be 900,000 people give or take for the month. So within my first six months, over 5 million people at least heard about Crusher Kryptonite. Okay. And then from there, obviously, you know, only a tiny fraction of those people actually buy the book and then probably half of them never even read the book. But if you get enough people in the front door, that trickle down effect still means tens of thousands and hopefully hundreds of thousands of people um, are reading your book. And, and that's really how you have um, an impact. And the way that I describe marketing, you know, not to get too cheesy with with the Bible references here, but marketing is, is putting your light on a lampstand. If you write the world's greatest book, if you share the most amazing testimonies of what God's done in your life, there's a ton of power in that, but your book's only going to help somebody if they read it. And the only way for them to read it short of like, you know, just a divine miracle, which don't get me wrong. I 100% believe in, you know, I've experienced it many times in my life, but by and large, if you read the scriptures, God asks us to take that step, right? With Moses, with Gideon. He always asks us to take those steps. And so marketing is just a 21st century version of putting your light on a lampstand for the world to see.
0: I love that. I love it. And I love the biblical examples. You know, often when I talk about marketing and, and there's this, oh, I hate it. Um, I, you know, I ask our audience to think about the fact that, you know, Jesus' impact has literally impacted people across the globe for thousands of years, he was the greatest marketer of all time. He didn't keep his message in a bottle or only share it with a few people. He leveraged the platform that he was given to spread that message. And so we need to follow Jesus' example, not just from the standpoint of loving our neighbor and and being a generous person, but also in how we take the message that God has given us to the world. So I love that example of putting it on a light post. So let's talk about this. You said that you literally were driving hundreds of thousands of people to your book. Now to our listening audience, that might sound like mission impossible. There's no way to do that, but that's why it's important to be educated, to have someone come alongside you that can show you the path, the way that works. So let's talk a little bit about the upcoming webinar, how to publish A write and publish a faith-based book that impacts thousands. What are some key things that you plan to dig into in this session that'll help our audience kind of get on the, the right mindset so that they can really make this impact?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I've recently realized in speaking with thousands of people that are trying to overcome that marketing hurdle is Simplifying it down to two principles. So there are a lot of fancy mechanisms for marketing, and we will be discussing some of those fancy mechanisms for marketing on the webinar. So I hope you, I hope you can attend um, for everybody listening. But the reality is, is you can boil everything that you do in marketing down to just two things, credibility and visibility. That's it. And it doesn't matter what you're selling, right? You could be selling cars. You could be selling lip gloss, purses, shoes, books. Doesn't matter what you're selling. If you're very credible and you're very visible, you're probably going to sell a lot of whatever it is, okay? And so the reason I'm starting to explain it that way is a lot of times we get bogged down in all these ROIs and ACOS and all that stuff. And all those are helpful tools. And it is helpful to know your metrics and how you can improve those. A lot of times we get so caught up in all the bells and whistles that we forget that all it is, is how do I make sure people know that this is going to be worth their time and money? And then how do I show this to to millions of people? And so from a credibility standpoint, you know, one of the biggest ways that you're going to be able to make yourself credible is just getting lots and lots of reviews on Amazon or whatever platform could be, you know, Barnes and Nobles could be in Walmart, Target, obviously in the physical locations, it's not like my book sitting on the shelf with the number of reviews I have, unfortunately, although I wish I could have like, it'd be cool
0: if you could do that,
1: <laughs> that says, you know, every sale I have in every review, but I don't think Walmart's going to do that anytime soon. Um, but my point is, is you have to prove that you're credible. And so one of the things that authors really struggle with, even the ones that do sell a decent amount of books is They'll sell a few thousand books and they'll get 10 of their friends to leave reviews online. Well, that doesn't make them look credible. And so when they start to market to somebody that has no idea who they are, that person's not seeing how many copies were sold or how much it helped. All they're seeing is 14 lame reviews that look like their <laughs> friends. So, them. Right. And so they get stuck. And I'll give you an example. So last December, I decided to give out um, books for free. And I gave out 6,500 copies of this book in three and a half days. Well, and actually, I'll just ask you, Coach Sam, you've been in business for a while. So I'll just ask you, sorry to put you on the spot. Oh, no, you had to guess out of those 6,500 people, how many of those people do you think came back and left me a review? If you had to guess.
0: Less than 50.
1: I think the number zero, it might be one or two. <laughs> you know, it's hard to track with, with numbers that are that big. I think the number is somewhere between zero and two. <laughs> and so the reason I'm sharing that. Um, wow. First of all, there's a couple lessons in there. Um, Number one, you have to have a strategy for reviews to help you with the credibility. But also one of the biggest challenges that I hear with believers is I need to give them permission to be profitable and permission to charge for the product. And the reason is, um, and and this is coming from many, many years of missionary work in Honduras, as well as in, in the United States. One of the challenges with doing things for free is that people don't value it. Mm -hmm. So even if I charge $2 for this book, the amount of people that will read the book because they spent two bucks on it versus they got it for free. It's a completely different ballgame. Now, there's no way for me to know how many of those 6,500 people read my book, but I'm guessing the number is very, very low. But if I charge one buck or two bucks, doesn't matter what it is, just the act of them paying 99 cents for something, you know, I probably went from a 5% reading half of my book to 60% reading it. And so it's very important for authors to understand that you have to charge for your product, for people to value, what you have. Otherwise it's just something free. They don't value it. They don't even look at it. They don't get any of the gold that you're putting in your book. So that's a long way to answer for the credibility. And then for the visibility, right? There's lots of ways to do it right now. I'm speaking with you. That's one way to get visibility. You have an audience, some of which are already familiar with me, some of which aren't right. We record this one time and thousands of people will get to watch this and listen to it. And one of my favorite things about podcasting is, you know, every once in a while I'll talk to somebody that, you know, they bought my book because they heard a podcast I was on a year and a half ago. And so it's an evergreen thing of it lasts hypothetically forever. And you never know the, the, the long-term impact that a podcast will have. And there's lots of other ways to do it, right? There's podcasting. There's obviously like Amazon ads, Facebook ads, Google AdWords, there's book promo sites. There's lots of way to get ways to get traffic. But if you think about it, just make yourself really, really credible, prove to your readers that you're worth their time and money, and then get a lot of people to see your book, you're going to be in a really, really good spot. And and you will be able to help the thousands of people that you want to help.
0: I love how you've broken marketing down to these two principles. And I just want to share, you know, you just highlighted some of the benefits. And we talked about this a bit ago about podcasting and how it can really get your message out there and just continue to get your message out there day after day, year after year. It could literally be 10 years down the road, and someone could listen to this episode and be like, wow, that really blessed me. Let me find out more about Nate. Let me find out more about the webinar. You know, one of the things that I have found to be really, really important for our audience to consider. Is that the two really do work hand in hand, you know, this credibility and visibility, even with something like podcasting. So, Nate, in our work with Christian authors, when they decide to invest and work with us, one of the things that we work with them on is getting them in front of park t- in front of podcasts that match their target audience. But we can mm-hmm. only do that if there's some credibility to what the author is doing. So something you mentioned earlier, hey. I have to really know who I'm trying to reach, why my message is going to resonate with them, going to to be impactful to them. Otherwise, why would a podcast host want to have you come on their show? A show that they've worked really hard to build. Um, They're investing time, money, energy, right? So you've got to do what what I want our audience to really get. And this is why you need to be present for this webinar is you've got to address both. If you just try to get visibility, even if for some some amazing miracle, you were able to get thousands and thousands and thousands of people to your website, to your Amazon page, if there's nothing there that communicates to them that you are the person that has the solution to their problem, it's for naught. And you can have the most amazing thing. You could have done all these things that have impacted people. You could have great reviews from your clients, but if you can't share them, if they're not visible, then It doesn't help, right? So you've got to address both of these things. There are no shortcuts. There are going to be some fancy things that Nate talks about in the webinar. But at the end of the day, we have to do these two things. And what better person to learn from than someone who shares your values, um, that believes that faith is important, and has figured out a formula, if you will, that will help shorten the learning curve. So no shortcuts. But I'm a firm believer that we can shorten the learning curve because success often leaves clues. So Nate, let's talk a little bit more about your book because you've accomplished some pretty amazing things with this. Talk to us about not just, I know you've had a lot of great sales. You've had thousands of books that you've been able to give away. We're going to pray that that somehow they're going to open those books and start reading them. (laughs) But what are some of the other benefits that have happened, some doors that have been open for you because of the success that you've been able to achieve with the book?
1: Yeah. So it kind of ties two things together. One of the things that you're talking about earlier was, you know, essentially leveraging your success to get on podcasts. And the reality is, is it is almost, it is virtually impossible when you're just getting started out. It's virtually impossible to go up to a sizable podcast, right? So not a small one, but one that has tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people and say, Hey, would you interview me? on your podcast. It's really hard to do. And you've probably tried it. I've definitely tried it. You know, you send out 50 emails with the greatest copy ever. And like, you'll get three lazy rejections. Like (laughs) thank you so much for your response. This email looks like it was sent to 10,000 other rejects, just like you. And it's really hard to get anywhere Mm. until you have some sort of credibility. And so as soon as you have a successful book, whatever the metrics for your success are like you get to leverage that right so whenever i reach out to a podcast or whenever i reach out to to live stages which is more common for what i do um i just you know casually put something in the email of you know nate hambrick number one business consulting and pr book for amazon.com in 2022 or something to that effect or number one for 135 days or whatever it is with a hyperlink to my book and not to say that it goes up to a hundred percent conversion rate, but it's substantially open. It opens up a ton of doors and, you know, not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but a couple months after I published Crusher Kryptonite, it was still number one. Um, one of, uh, one of the VAs that I was using, he actually got me a stage to open up for a gentleman named Mark Cuban you might be familiar oh, with. Oh yeah. Love Mavericks. Mark <laughs> um, unfortunately, not a believer, but we're still, we're still praying. We're still working yes. on it. Yes. <laughs> Only way he was able to get me in front of, we'll say eighteen hundred to two thousand people. The only way he was able to get me to open up for Mark Cuban was because I was literally number one on the bestseller charts that day. Right? I don't think they cared who Nate Hambrick was. Nobody cares who Nate Hambrick is. Right? What they care about is, oh my gosh, this dude's crushing it in whatever that is. Like we should totally have him for our event because that makes them look good. And what podcasters are looking for, right? They want to look good. You want to look good. You wouldn't have had me on this podcast if I wouldn't make you look good. Right. And so the question is, how can we make the the host of whatever live event or this podcaster, how can we make them look really, really good? And if we can prove that to them, lots and lots of, door, of doors will open up. And um, I've had a lot of people over the last year and a half that reach out to me on LinkedIn and say, hey, I found you through X, Y, and Z channel. I saw you on this podcast. I saw you on Amazon. Would you do fill in the blank? And it's a lot more fun and it's a lot easier when people are reaching out to you to get you to interview on their podcast versus having to approach everybody. Now, you're going to have to do some of both. Okay, it doesn't matter how successful or how famous you get. You're still going to have to do some of the legwork, but it's a lot easier when you're the guy or you're the gal that does X, Y and Z. So definitely opens up, um, definitely opens up a lot of doors. Did I answer a question or do you have follow up questions on that? No,
0: you you absolutely did. I have one final question before we wrap up and we'll make sure everyone that you have the link to join, to register for the webinar so that you can be there live to hear Nate break down these principles even further for you so that you can um, make the impact that you're called to make. I just have one other question that I wanted to ask because many of the people in our community have a desire not only to write and publish a book that impacts thousands, but they want to use it to propel their business or their ministry. Can you talk to us a little bit about, as you've worked with um, authors and and using this book to open doors, what's kind of the the piece that you have found that people have missed the most, that you're able to kind of help guide them towards, um, that they can consider as they're writing and publishing, that can open the door for them to actually launch a business through that book?
1: Yeah. So my personal belief for authors is that your book will be the number one source of revenue for your family or the number one source of clients for your business or whatever you're doing, right? There's a lot of different ways to do this. Okay. But if you do own a business, whether that's a coaching business, a service industry business, whether you sell products, whatever it is, your book's going to be your cheapest way to acquire customer like period, which is why, you know, a hundred percent of well-known coaches you know, they all have books. And the reason is, um, is because it's essentially free marketing. And I'll, I'll, you know, I I wasn't planning on talking about this on the webinar, but I I should probably add an extra point to it. But the way that this gets me clients is really, really simple, right? I market it to millions of people, tiny fraction of those people buy my book. And then on the very first page, it says, hey, thanks for buying Crusher Kryptonite. Here's a free audio book. I also have some free tools throughout the book. And the reason I do that is when they get the free audiobook, when they get the free tool, whatever that is, they're opted into my mailing list where they're sent automated emails from me that drive traffic to my business here at selfpublishing.com. Now, not to say that you're writing the the book just for the money, but it's extremely profitable. My very first month of publishing, it generated $12,000 of back-end revenue requiring basically zero of my time. And it just went from there in the first 12 months, um, it generated $280,000 of back-end revenue requiring not zero, but almost zero amount of my time that's leveraged impact right? I wrote the book once. I set up the funnel once. I wrote the emails once. All of that's automated. And what it's doing is it's helping weed people out for you, right? Not everybody's going to be a good fit for your business. Not everybody's going to be a good fit for you to raise capital for your charity, your nonprofit, your missions organization. Some of them will. And so if you have a book, you market it to millions of people, Thousands of people buy it. And then for most offers, about half of 1% of the people that buy your book will pay you on the back end. whether that's, you know, for your charity, uh, coaching service or whatever it is. And so let your book do all the hard work for you. You're going to get way further. And so that way you're not having to give up your time every single time you're able to do something once that brings people to you.
0: I love that. Now, the key is that you have to have gone through the process that you're going to break down in the webinar in order to accomplish that, right? Because the end customer that you're trying to impact has to be the center of how you write and publish the book in order for it to be that stepping stone, to be the foundation to your business. So Make sure that you are in the house. We will have all of the information in the show notes for this webinar so that you can be there live. Now, listen, I want to make sure that I encourage you to be there live. You certainly uh, will have the option to check out a replay, but we all know that there's a difference between being there live, being able to participate, being able to ask questions questions, your own specific questions. I mean, listen, how many times do you get an opportunity to ask someone that has accomplished exactly what you want to accomplish, specific questions that are going to help you move forward? This is your chance to do it. So take advantage of this opportunity to be there live, get your questions answered. And if for some reason you cannot make it live or you want to get a head start, make sure that you head on over to self publishing. Uh, forward slash Nate to book your consultation with Nate. He's going to walk you through the things that you need to know. Um, He's going to be generous. This is what I've heard from people already. He's gonna be generous with his time and his ideas. And whether you decide to work with Nate or not, he wants to be a blessing to you and help you move your message forward. So take advantage of this opportunity uh, to, to work with Nate and get the help that you need. Nate, before we go and wrap up, I would love for you to share one final piece of advice with our listening audience. You've literally worked with thousands of people to help get their message out there. What is Mm -hmm. the most important thing that they need to know in order to be successful?
1: Yeah, so I'll share a couple of things here. The first thing is uh, just to give you guys that link again, that's selfpublishing.com forward slash Nate selfpublishing.com forward slash Nate book a session with me. I would love to help you um, personally help you hit your goals and help you reach people. Um, and then the second thought there is, I would say that it all starts with, with the reason you're doing something, right? It all starts with what we talked about earlier. It starts with your, why, why are you wanting to impact people? But like, seriously, why, right? Are you just doing it so you can brag to your friends about how many people you helped? right? Or are you doing it because you care about people's souls? You care about people's lives, right? And whenever you start from that place, whenever your heart's right, um, I think those are the people that have the, the most lasting impact. And then it also comes down to the community you have, right? You cannot do this alone, right? There's a reason Jesus didn't come to earth and just give us the Bible and say, good luck, right? He gave us the church. And as messy as the church is, it's absolutely critical to our development as believers. Your book's no different. There's no way that you can possibly have the impact that you want by yourself. It's impossible. I'm really, really good at this. I know every single step of the process. I've actually personally published right at about 1000 books myself. So I I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. And yet, when I go to launch my next book, I'm still going to have a team of over 300 people. That's my community, right? I have the knowledge, but I need the community to get me that result. Because if I'm the only person that says, go buy my book, it's amazing. Trust me, it's amazing. Nobody's going to believe that, right? You need hundreds, if not thousands of people saying this book is incredible. It changed my life for the better in X, Y, and Z way. And so that would be my encouragement to people that that are listening. Obviously, I'd love to talk to you. So um, feel free to set up a session. I'd love to help you out with your book. But ultimately, you're going to need a community of people to shout your message from the rooftops for you to have the impact that you want.